Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in central Ohio, the show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are the Renegades are XFL champions, the NFL regular season schedule has been released, NASCAR's best drivers get together for the All-Star Weekend, teeing off Oak Hill, who will win this year's PGA Championship, one quarter down, three more to go, who's hot and who's not in the MLB. Mage looking to continue his Triple Crown journey at the Preakness Stakes. Down to four teams competing for Lord Stanley Cup. Previewing the NHL Conference Finals. Suns moving on from their head coach. Are we back in the Disney bubble? Analyzing to this year's NBA Conference Finals. With that, I give you our assistant chief for our fire brigade, Colton Cow. Thanks, Matt. Uh, like I said, we're on a on a Thursday night, beautiful day here in Delaware, Ohio. Uh, quickly before we before we get started, we're going to play uh, pay a quick tribute to our sponsor, uh, BetStamp. Uh, for all your uh, bet bet betting needs, uh, check out the BetStamp app. Um, this ad will kind of tell you a little bit about you know what BetStamp is, how you can sign up, and uh, use our use our promo code to uh, you know sign up. So we'll be uh, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sports book will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sports books will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sports books. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even future bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of long-term winning. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code FIREDUP and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterward. Check it out. All right, and we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, like Matt said before the break, going to get kicked off uh, with a little bit of XFL news. The season has come and gone. And we finally crowned our our champion this year. Um, the Arlington Renegades, the underdogs, coming into the playoffs, take home take home the victory against the you know heavy heavy favorites in this one. The DC DC Defenders by a score of uh, thirty five to twenty six. Um, you know, Matt, any any thoughts on this XFL XFL championship game? Um, you know, I know I I picked it right. You pick you know pick the Defenders to win, but. Uh, the Renegades were, were the champions. So, Matt, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, like I said, the Renegades were just kind of playing hot coming into this thing. And I, I think the defenders hadn't really been tested all year. And when their backs were up against the wall, they kind of folded here. And, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to the Renegades and their quarterback, Luis Perez, who completed 26 to 36 passes, 288 yards and three touchdowns. He put up quite the effort. Yep. Yeah, it was actually an acquisition for them midseason. Mm-hmm. They, he came in from uh, another another team the there. Vegas, Vegas Vipers. There you go. And, yep. Uh, so yeah, he joined them and that really kind of turned their turned their tides there. And, right. You know, it just shows what what a difference a, a quarterback can make for a team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, you, you talk about his performance, you know, not only was he was he great, you know, but he has actually named uh, MVP MVP of the game, you know, much like the Super Bowl MVP, you know, the the, the MVP of the XFL championship was uh the same the same here. Um so hats off to Louis Perez, like like you said, you know kind of a late season acquisition for, for the, for the renegades, but it was the difference maker for, for a team that, you know, came into the playoffs uh, four, four and six, um, you know, just snuck their way in, but, you know, made a, a, a big impact once they, once they got here. Um, you know, I think obviously the difference maker for this one and, you know, something that I kind of talked about, you know, last week is, um, you know, defenders had to take care, take care of the ball. And, you know, unfortunately they weren't able to do that. Uh, defenders, Quarterback Jordan Tiamu, he actually threw three picks in this game, so I think that was really the the, the difference maker in this one. The Renegades were able to get out to kind of an early lead, uh, never kind of really looked back after that. Um, you know, defenders unfortunately not able to 
take take you know weren't weren't able to take care of the ball. You know, allowed the Renegades. You know, who who came into this game with not a ton of offense. Uh, they actually averaged uh, the league's worst uh, points per game at just under 15 points a game. Um, so you know, I mentioned mentioned last week that. If the defenders really wanted to, you know, kind of blow these this this Renegades team out of the water, they needed to take care of take care of the ball, not give the Renegades a, a short field, just because this offense is not, you know, not really capable of moving the ball, um, you know, kind of full full length distances. But you know, just weren't able, you know, didn't stick to the game plan, you know, weren't able to to get it done. You know, the Renegades, yeah, the big uh, big underdogs coming into it. And, we're able to able to come out on on top in this one and you know be crowned the uh, you know XFL champions and hey, big congrats to Bob Stoops that's his fifth championship in mm-hmm. his in his uh, co- head coaching career so right, you know, right great great career for continuing his legacy there yeah absolutely um, you know and I, I saw something on uh, the XFL's uh, Instagram page where they're gonna have kind of a a rookie draft if you will so they're gonna actually expand the number of roster spots for each team to like 90 spots. Um, obviously it'll be similar to like the NFL. They'll, they'll cut it down to, you know, the, their, you know, roster, you know, minimum roster that they're allowed to have or whatever, but they're opening this thing up to, you know, a lot more, you know, opportunities, a lot more guys to, you know, showcase their name. You know, obviously we just had the NFL draft and mm-hmm. quite a few guys that, you know, were hoping to have their name called or whatever, you know, didn't and, you know, looking to join, either an NFL squad or, you know, even look to this, look to this XFL or, you know, even the USFL here potentially to, you know, get their name out there and get, get, you know, some recognition so that they can make that jump to the, to the NFL. So we shall see, obviously, you know, XFL going to be back again, you know, be back again next year. So we'll see uh, if the Renegades can defend their, uh, you know, defend their championship or, you know, we're crowning a, a new team next year. So Still a lot of, you know, football, obviously a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, but, uh, you know, NFL, NFL is just around the corner as well. So we're not not too far away. And uh, with that, uh, we're going to transition then over to to the NFL um, regular season matchups. Every regular season game has been announced for every team. So we are uh, going to just, you know, quickly recap, you know, who we thought after, uh, you know, after after, you know, seeing the schedule release, maybe. Some games we're looking forward to, you know, some teams that maybe came out on top as far as, you know, the schedule release goes or, you know, whatnot. So, uh, Matt, I'll start start with you. Any any games you're kind of looking forward to and, you know, after seeing the schedule come out last week? Yeah, I really didn't analyze too deep as, as far as, you know, who I think really came out on top. But mm-hmm. some games I'm looking forward to, I picked three kind of off, off the rip here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first one, week eight, Houston Texans versus Carolina Panthers. You know, you get to see those two young stud quarterbacks who went one and two in the draft, mm-hmm. you know face off against each other and they're both going to be out to prove right. hey I, I right. was number one I should have been or right. hey I wasn't number one and I should I should have been. been right yeah so, you know I, I look to see these two gunslingers just going at it mm-hmm. I think it'll be an exciting offensive game on that part yeah uh, the second game I picked is week one you got the Buffalo Bills facing off against your favorite New mm-hmm. York Jets yep Aaron Rodgers making the debut there and mm-hmm. in, the, in the green and yeah playing against a, a Bills team that's been Super Bowl contenders mm-hmm. the last three three years or so right. so you know that looks to be a high-profile matchup and mm-hmm. a great game in in waiting. Yeah. Then I got Week Nine for for my favorite Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They'll be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in that just a classic rivalry game. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great battle every year if both these teams are healthy. Yeah. I mean this this thing's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, two out of those three games I have uh, listed as my you know kind of games to watch. You know, like at week one, get it, get it started. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, first game in a, you know, a Jets uniform, first time, you know, in a different shade of green. Um, and, you know, no better way than to go against the Bills who not only have been, you know, Super Bowl, you know, contenders, but have been a staple as the AFC East, you know, champions the last, you know, several years. Uh, you know, no better way to see, you know, are these Jets for real than taking on the, you know, their, their bitter rival and, and a team that's been, yeah, like I said, the staple there in the AFC East. And, you know, you get to also see it in prime time. It's the the first Monday night football game of the of the year, so the lights definitely the lights are going to be right. bright. And you know, at it's at New York, you know, so the bright the lights are always bright in New York, and it's even brighter when when you're playing on Monday night football. So you know, Aaron Rodgers definitely got you know got some stuff to live up to there on Absolutely. on you know during week one. Um, I also had the the week eight matchup between the Houston Texans and the Panthers circled. 
another primetime game. They're going to be playing on Thursday night. So, you know, get a primetime slot, you know, number the number one pick in Bryce Young taking on number two pick in CJ Stroud. So it's going to be, you know, going to be exciting again, like I said, in primetime. So, you know, lights are going to be on both these guys and, you know, from here on out in their careers, they're all going to be somewhat linked together right. no matter yeah. what. Um, so, you know, I know that they obviously don't control what happens on the defensive side of the ball, but again, they, they, you know, are going to be linked together as, um, as far as, you know, who's, who's the better, you know, who, who came out on top, who's the better, better pick in this one. Um, and then in week, actually week 11, um, I got the Eagles, uh, they, they, they go on the road to Kansas city. So mm-hmm. we got the, you know, Super Bowl. Rematch. you know rematch going on there and uh it's you know not only did they play each other in the super bowl last year but vegas has actually given them uh both of those teams the two best odds to win to win the super bowl for this year so you know not only did we see them in a rematch you know last year but we may even get a- another rematch you know this year which would be you know totally totally unheard of but uh yeah, it's going to be going to be exciting one. Obviously, like I said, the Eagles have to go on the road to Arrowhead to, uh, you know, take take on the Chiefs and see if they can, um, you know, take down their take down those, you know, those Chiefs that, that took them out in the Super Bowl. Obviously, week 11 may not mean may not mean that much. They'd they'd much rather have right. taken them out in that Super Bowl than they would in a regular season game. But uh, revenge you know, is still revenge. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you got to but got to be able to gauge yourself sometime during during the season to see where you're where you're at and you know by that time we're you know more than halfway through the through the season so we'll see you know what both of those teams look like going into that that week 11 matchup um and like i mentioned you know i just got a couple of couple of teams here that may have come out on top and who may have you know gotten a little bit uh you know short you know short straw here in this in this one um so my my big winner or you know a winner from from the nfl schedule is i got the detroit lions um people are saying oh man the lions really uh well i mean if you look at last year, I mean, they had their first winning season since 2017. Um, they haven't won 10 games since 2014. And the last time they won a playoff game was in the final years of George Bush. And that's the older George Bush. Um, so we're talking early 90, you know, late 90s before that, you know, before that ever, ever happened or has transpired. So, you know, these Lions are looking to obviously take it to the next level in this, in this next season. But, you know, the reason I got them as the, as the big winner, the NFL saw them, saw them, you know, that this improved by the Lions was well worth it. They get to play in the very first game, the kickoff of the year against not only, you know, none other than the Kansas City Chiefs. May not be, you know, the most, you know, great game for the Lions. They, they probably on paper are nowhere close to the talent level of the Kansas City Chiefs. But we'll, we'll get to see, you know, these Lions in, in prime time, you know, first game of the year. Uh, see if they can follow up that that fantastic season that they had last year. And, you know, again, no better way to see how, you know, how you are or what you can do against the defending Super Bowl champions in, in week one. So, uh, and then a team maybe that came out, you know, came out on the uh, the short side here, got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they featured in five primetime games. So, you know, good for Raiders fans. You get to see, you know, get to see your team in uh, several primetime games. But at the same time, they uh their their uh, opponent winning percentage is a little over 50% uh which is highest in their in their division even higher than again the Super Bowl champs in in Kansas City but you know that's not even the worst of it starting in starting in week 9 when they take on the Giants at home the next six the next six of their next seven games they face six teams that made the playoffs last year. Um, so starting week nine, they play almost, you know, almost seven straight games where they're playing a playoff team, you know, a team that made the playoffs last year. So we're really going to see if this Raiders team is, is worth it. You know, they, right. they obviously signed Jimmy G in the, in the off season there. So this is really going to be, you know, kind of a, you know, a real show that that section there is going to really be, you know, kind of a prove it type moment for these Raiders. Are they, are they legit or, you know, do they still have some, some work to do to yeah. get back to, you know, being, being the Raiders were, were used to seeing. So, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of exciting football, obviously. Yeah. It's just around, you know, just around, you know, a few short months away and we'll be, you know, talking, talking NFL football yeah. again. So can't wait. My favorite time of year. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Moving over then to our next, our next topic, a uh, little, little racing uh, action here. That's right. The NASCAR all-star race uh, taking, taking place this weekend at uh, North Wilkesboro Speedway in uh, North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Um, some interesting, you know, kind of facts about this. First time NASCAR has been back at this track since 1996. So, uh, you know, a little bit of 
little bit of history at this at this track before you know before 1996 it was almost kind of a guarantee that they would race there at least once you know every year since like the early 40s um but you know haven't been back there since you know the late 90s so we actually haven't been back because the track was shut down oh, okay it actually okay. just came back All a right. couple years ago nice there was a yeah big push to get it back and, okay yeah and nascar made the commitment to come there this year All right awesome awesome so yeah a lot of a lot of story history at this at this track, but uh, yeah, making making their way back, which is you know good good for the sport. Um, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on this on this um, all star race? Um, I don't know. I I have the uh, kind of the current point standings as well, just because we haven't talked NASCAR for a while here, so kind of wanted to check in check in on the standings. But you know, what do you think about the all star race before we before we check in on the standings? Yeah, you know, it's all, it's always a fun race. The format's fun. You got uh, two sixty lap heats. It's gonna kind of set the field of mm-hmm. the guys who are qualified to get in. Mm-hmm. Then they have a hundred lap uh, race that's gonna have the two winners of that and a fan voter be the final three guys into the to the big race. Yeah, which is a two hundred lap event. Yeah. And then the winner takes home a cool million dollars. Right, so you right. can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, current current favorites for the event right now are Kyle Larson at a plus 700. Then mm-hmm. you got Kevin Harvick plus 750. Yeah. William Byron also plus 750. And then you got Joey Logano at plus 900. Mm-hmm. So uh, Logano, I'm a guy who won it a year ago. And you got Larson who won it before that. Right. So you, know, you got some champions there. And, you know, it's always, always an exciting race because, you know, everybody's kind of throwing caution to the wind because if they if they lose it's not a big deal right it's not, it's not for points it's right. not for standing in the playoffs mm-hmm. you know so it, it's just a, it's a fun race and they kind of throw caution to the wind and right. go, go all in to try to get that million bucks right yeah throw it all out there you know pedal to the metal and yeah. you know throw out all you know any kind of strategy you know just go out there and, and just you just race you know um so it's it's yeah it's gonna be gonna be exciting time um you know and like i mentioned we we haven't really talked much nascar here you know for for a while so you know, as like Matt mentioned, you know, that even though they are racing or, you know, this all-star race, it's not going to count towards any points. So, you know, this, this race obviously won't change any of the standings that I'm about to, about to mention here, but uh, currently in, in first place uh, in, in the NASCAR point standings, we got uh, Ross Chastain with 429 points. Uh, we got Christopher Bell in second, uh, 402 points. Uh, Kevin Harvick with 400 points. Uh, Denny Hamlin in fourth with 393 points. Uh, William Byron, 387 points in fifth. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. in sixth with 385 points. Uh, Ryan Blaney in seventh with 381 points. Uh, Brad Keselowski, 365 points in eighth. Ninth, we got Kyle Larson, 363 points. And then rounding out the top 10 is uh, Tyler Reddick with 361 points. So, uh, Other than points, did you go in as far as to see who actually has wins and are, are qualified yeah, I, at this I, point? I, I meant, to, uh, meant to do that, uh, but I but it did not okay. did not uh, but get, at, the, get at this point chance. of the season. Points don't mean a whole lot. Right, right. You get it's those wins, wins, and yeah. that, that's what gets you into that playoff. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like Matt's saying, you know, if you get – any any win at all, you know, outside of this NASCAR All Star race or whatever, any win at any track, you know, during the season gets you an automatic bid into yep. the the final, you know, playoff. If you've uh, raced all season long, right, right. If you miss a race that you're kind of disqualified from. A, okay, you know, okay, yeah. So I think when I did look at it, there were a, quite a few of these guys in the top ten that did have, you know, at least at least one win. There are a couple of guys that have a couple couple multiple wins. Nice. So um for sure you know that that's how it's you know kind of kind of shaken out but again you know anything's anything's possible uh we you know kind of about the midway point or being a little bit a little bit longer to go in in nascar for you know talking talking playoffs but uh yeah this this is going to be exciting race and i think even during the all-star race which is something i don't know if they had last year if they started it two years ago but the uh kind of the pit crew competition where they you know every team has to make you know a pit stop to change all four tires and they do a little little competition to see who has the fastest time in the pits you know so it's a it's a good way to get you know your team involved and not just the drivers but a good way for the uh the pit crew to get get involved and see you know who can come out on top and get you know get their car in and get their car out the fastest so an an exciting kind of little uh side event you know as a part of the the big you know main event that that's always you know kind of exciting and you know a good way to see you know, who's, who's doing well in that. And, um, so yeah, it'll be, be a fun, fun time. So it's, uh, you know, the, the main event is on, is on Sunday at eight o'clock, um, eight o'clock PM Eastern time over on Fox sports one. Um, but the kind of the, the qualifying, the open race or whatever, 
the open race is before the main event and then the qualifying is kind of the, the day before um so it's kind of a somewhat of an all-star kind of weekend at the same time because there's a trucks race on saturday so there's 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 several events going on not just you know the the the, the actual all-star race on sunday night so you know a lot of a lot of racing action going on over the weekend so you know tune in if, if you know you enjoy enjoy racing gonna be gonna be a lot of it so. if you don't it's, it's 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 fun time right seeing, yeah seeing the best of the best mm-hmm. just battling out yeah absolutely all right well moving over then to our next topic uh we got we got a mixed bag tonight a lot of, a lot of stuff <laughs> to get through um but uh you know we got we got golf um here on the on the slate here next uh pga championship second major of the of the year taking place uh they got got things started today um over at the oak hill country club um just outside of rochester new york uh weather was was pretty good um looks like it's going to be you know pretty 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 good weather other than saturday it's looking like it's going to be a possible possible rain out day um but temperatures kind of fluctuate all over the place i think the high today was like in the 60s tomorrow it's supposed to be almost 80 uh, Saturday, it drops back down into the sixties with a high, high chance of rain. Uh, then Sunday we back, we jump back up into the seventies. Um, you know, and, and even Monday, I uh, threw Monday in there just in case with this rain out, they can't, you know, can't, can't get it in. Monday is supposed to drop back down into the sixties. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, but you know, ideally it's, it's, you know, I think probably the golfers prefer to it to be kind of those mid temperatures, not too right. warm, but not too, too awful cold. So going to be going to be exciting stuff um like i mentioned they got you know got teed off today um you know a familiar name at the top of the leaderboard and you know somebody maybe a familiar name but not familiar position and that's uh bryson dechambeau at, at, at four under um you know leading leading the pack obviously several guys kind of right on his on his coattails there at three under two under um but uh yeah a, a guy that yeah we haven't Obviously, has played in a lot of events or you know whatever, but have not seen him towards the top of the leaderboard yeah, in a lot of these. You know, kind lo- of a real dumpster fire here mm-hmm. lately. Yeah, he hasn't been able to get his game together. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he was dominant for a while right. on the tour, and just something happened. He fell apart. Yeah, I, he hasn't been the same. Focus, focus a little too much, yeah. I think, on the long ball instead of you know the rest of his rest of his game. Right. Um, you know, and so. Yeah, it's you know exciting to see him towards the top. Um, of course, the PGA has got to be hating that too, because right, right. he's he's a live tour golfer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the PGA Championship. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. You know how he can do. Obviously, started off great. You know, round round one. Uh, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on on the tournament so far? Or, you know, some some guys you like coming into this thing. Yeah, like, I mean, you kind of stole my thunder on the tournament so far with Deschambeau and mm-hmm. that big surprise there. Yeah. But, you know, looking at uh, early favorites for this thing, you've got John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, who both went off as the co-favorites, seven to one, mm-hmm. uh, followed closely by Rory McIlroy, twelve to one, Patrick Cantlay, sixteen to one, and Brooks Kepka at eighteen to one. So, it, kind of a, a big separation there between Rahm and Scheffler and the mm-hmm. rest of the field, as far as you know, betting goes on this thing. And, right. You know, I guess that that's it kind of goes without saying because those two have just been on fire mm. compared to the rest of the tour right. you know they've been playing great golf lately so we look for them to continue to do that mm. i mean scheffler is already in, in second place right now at three under yep. so yep. he's in great position to keep, try keep to going get up there and win this thing yep. so you know i look for the stars to keep shining right there's always going to be that guy that's you know not not quite the big name that right. always seems to make a push though. Right, so right. Just, it'll be fun to to watch who that is this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously some some big news. You know, also you know Tiger Woods not not you know choosing not to play in the in the PGA Championship. Obviously, uh, you know injured himself a little bit in the you know in the Masters you know a month or so ago. Um, just yeah, I think health wise just didn't feel he was up up to it. You know, not ready to ready to go or compete the way he you know is used to. So. He decided to to bow out of this one and you know not not play in it, um, but you know coming into this you know a, a couple of things you you know kind of want to watch playing this playing this course, uh, you know big big things for me is is you know again and maybe this is why Deschambeau is is towards the top because this is a a course that you do have to hit the long ball you know quite a quite a you know quite a ways out there um, to set yourself up with some good you know second and third shots. Um, just because, you know, there are opportunities where if you don't, you know, don't quite hit it long enough or whatever, you're setting yourselves up with 220 plus, you know, second, second shots, uh, which is, 
obviously not, you know, not where you want to be to try to, you know, get yourself a green, a green in regulation. So, you know, I think obviously that's, that's a you know big advantage to, to DeChambeau, who's, you know, been known to, to hit it, you know, quite a, quite a ways. And, um, but you know, again, you have to still, not only do you have to hit it far, but you got to keep it accurate at the right. same time. You can't be, you know, all over the course. So I think that was the, the, kind of his big problem. Mm-hmm. He was he was hitting it a mile, right. but right. it just wasn't going where he needed it to go. Right, right. Putting himself in a lot of lot of trouble yeah. there. So you know that that's a big key for for me is you know hitting you know a good a good first shot, getting a great you know long shot off of off the tee uh, is going to be going to be key in this one. Um, but you know some some golfers, you know, I'm looking forward to to watch it, you know, outside of Scotty Scheffler, all the guys that I had kind of on my radar here, they're playing like crap to start the <laughs> round off. I mean, Scotty Scheffler, like Matt mentioned, you know, in the, in the second place right now at three, at three under, uh, Rom, who, you know, was the co-favorite or kind of, you know, towards the top, you know, as, as far as Vegas goes, he shot six over for the day, wow. uh, tied for 127th. So going to yeah, have to do be a tough one to yeah, come back. Yeah, going to have to make some real quick work tomorrow to even, you know, give himself a shot to even make the cut, but um yeah, going to be kind of a kind of a real real tall task to ask there, but uh and then, you know, Patrick Cantlay, um 3 over on the day, uh kind of sitting towards the towards the kind of the middle of the pack right now. Um and then a guy that I had kind of as a as a dark horse in this one, um Tyrell Tyrell Hatton, um Still within the top twenty in the world golf rankings, but sitting at seven over to, to to you know start the round off. So probably can scratch him off the list. He he probably not going to make it make the cut. But then uh, I guess it's a good thing you didn't uh, place a wager right, on right. Didn't, didn't put no money on that on him. So uh, he would have been would have been sadly disappointed right off right. the jump. But you know, the, you know the last guy I got there and you know a household name and that's that's Rory McIlroy. Um, he finished his first round one one over, uh, tied for thirty seconds. So, yeah, so. With the, with the leader only being at four under, you know that's that's not too many strokes yeah. to you know slowly make up here the next the next couple of days. So you know anything anything is possible. Again, we got you know somewhat three you know three four possible four you know full days of, of golf left. So a lot a lot can happen. You know a lot can change. Um, you know especially with some of these weather conditions of you know the temperatures fluctuating so much and you know wind and and you know rain and all that. So they're they're definitely going to get their money's worth, you know, as far as, you know, the different, different weather conditions. So we're going to, we're going to see who can, you know, no, no pun intended, literally weather the storm at right. this point. Um, so going to be, going to be exciting times, but yeah, good to see uh, DeChambeau there up at the, up at the top, obviously. Uh, yeah. A household name, but you know, there's not somebody we're used to seeing towards the, towards the top of the leaderboard here as of recently. So we'll see if he can, and hold on and, you know, you know, get that, get that trophy at the end, or, you know, if we're, we're talking about somebody else when we recap this thing next week. So, all right, moving over then to our next, uh, next topic. Uh, the MLB, uh, is under, you know, the regular season is underway and we're about a quarter of the way through the, through the season, um, about, you know, 40 ish, 40, 50 games through, um, you know, the hundred, the long 162 game regular season. So, got a lot a lot of baseball still left to left to go but uh you know just wanted to kind of kind of recap the, the first quarter so far just kind of talk about you know who we think's playing playing hot you know who we think may you know make take home some hardware as far as the, M- the mvp goes and you know maybe even our picks for who we think's going to be hoisting that that world series trophy you know in in october so uh matt what's your what's your what's your thoughts who what do we want to get started with here hot team what what, what do you want to do here? yeah we'll, we'll start with hot and not okay so to me that i picked the hot team has got to be the Tampa bay mm, rays they yeah. started the season off blistering hot mm-hmm. they won their first 13 games yep. you know that's a feat that hasn't happened in quite a while right um, they currently sit at 32 and 13 that's good enough for the best record in baseball right, right now right so you know i mean they're, they're playing as hot as anybody mm-hmm. and it was really kind of unexpected you know right. nobody really saw that coming especially uh-huh. a 13 no start right so, right you know, great to the rays hopefully they can keep it up and keep playing well right yeah and even you know it's even interesting because they're kind of a, a small market team mm-hmm. if you will you know not a not a huge payroll for for you know a tampa bay's ray you know tampa bay rays team and you know maybe not even a, a real true like you know kind of superstar even right. on that team you know somebody that you can really you know that everybody knows or that everybody you know can talk about you know like like the yankees have with like aaron judge mm-hmm. or you know the the angels have with you know shohei otani or you know mike trout the, the rays just have a bunch of guys that do a lot of things really well and, you know, play well as, as a, as a team. But, you know, I have, I have them as my, you know, my hot team, um, you know, in this first quarter, 
Uh, they, you know, lead the lead the league pretty much in every offensive category. Hits, home runs, RBIs, you know, team batting average, you name it, they're mm -hmm. up there towards the top. Uh, which is probably why their record is, you know, what it is. But you know, a thing that does does kind of concern me, um, they have three relief pitchers on the on the IL. Two of those three are out for the season. Ouch. They got four starting pitchers on the IL. Two of those are out for the season. So a lot of a lot of pitchers in their rotation that are, you know, yet that, you know, but ironically, it hasn't mattered because they lead the league in team ERA. Well, you know, they're not by much, but they are they are number one in, in team ERA. So they're weathering the storm, you know, without you know, without those guys or you know, figuring it out without them. Um, I guess not having the names anyway. Right. You know, right. I guess it's next man it, up. It didn't hurt idea. as much. Yeah, right. it's just next man up. Yeah. Call, call the guy up from the minors and go. All right. So we'll see, you know, how that how that plays out, you know, the rest of this rest of this season, having, you know, so many guys, you know, in the rotation and whatnot, you know, kind of out and injured and in and out of the lineup and whatnot. But so far it has not, you know, has not affected this, uh, you know, this hot Tampa Bay Rays team. Yeah, my biggest worry for them would be their young guys just getting getting a little tired out because mm -hmm. they haven't had to play a season that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then moving over then, um, like you mentioned, the, the cold team um, for me, it's a it's a team in New York, but not not the Yankees. They're they're not off to a great start. The Yankees aren't, but even worse, a team in New York, the Mets. Um, you know they're they're sitting at twenty two and twenty three, uh, currently third in their division. Um, but for me, this is a team that spent or has a payroll of three hundred and sixty four million dollars, right. highest in the MLB. And they are sitting at about 500. Uh, I definitely don't think this is where they, they saw themselves. Not what they paid for. Uh, you know, obviously got Max Scherzer, their ace. He hasn't pitched very well. Signed, you know, Justin Verlander. He was kind of the, you know, the, the big catch in free agency. He has not pitched very well. Um, you know, this is a team that. Well, is, both those guys are just not old. Right. Really, they're for, getting for old. Yeah, Sanders, you know. yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, how many good seasons do they have right. left in them? Maybe yeah. this is what they should have been doing, you know, all along, right. but, you know, finally, you know, father time has caught up to right. them, but, but yeah, they, you know, have not pitched well, you know, obviously spent a ton of money on, on you know, or have a money ton of money locked up in both of those guys. Um, yeah. And to be sitting at, you know, one game below 500, you know, kind of in the first quarter, definitely not where they, where they saw themselves. Uh, you know, when you look at stats, whether it's pitching or hitting, they're kind of in the bottom third of, of the league. Right. So they, they definitely, you know, got to get things straightened around, you know, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, yeah, definitely a team that's has so much money wrapped up in so many different superstars. You, you, you thought that the you know record would be, you know, just, just a little bit better than where it's at right yeah. now. Well, for me, unfortunately, my not hot team's got to be my favorite team. And that's the Chicago Cubs. Mm, They're mm. 19 and 24 right now. And uh, just last night they gave up, a six-one lead in the in the eighth inning mm -hmm. ended up losing seven to six. Mm. I mean that just disastrous right, when, right. when you were just blowing a team out <laughs> right. like that and you give it all back in mm -hmm. two innings. It's yeah, just just how the season's gone for these guys. Right, like, got some good young talent though. Um, a, a nice guy out of Japan who's playing really well. Okay. He had actually like two home runs last night. Okay, nice, so nice. It stinks to to have that ruined that, as part. Yeah, that good of losing. a performance in a losing but, effort. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think they're they are building something there, but. They're just not playing well right now to start to start the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, then who do you who do you like uh, as far as you know MVP MVP goes? I mean, obviously we split it between the AL and the NL. Um, you know who who do you who do you like MVP wise, Matt? Oh, I, I kind of just went one guy overall. Yeah, yeah. And I picked Atlanta's Ron, Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay, uh, he's batting uh, three forty five right now, eleven home runs, twenty seven RBIs, and forty runs scored. The yep. guy the guy's playing great. Yeah, uh, the only guy with a better. Uh, um, average hitting than him is a guy out of Miami and Atlanta overall, I think has a better record than the, than the Miami Marlins there. So mm -hmm. no, I, I think Acuna just for team success and right. his success. Yeah. Getting the MVP nod at, at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's kind of ironic. You picked a guy out of the NL. I picked a guy out of the AL, you, um, you know, and that's, that's a guy that won the MVP, you know, last year, uh, you know, was, was Shohei Otani, you know, a guy that, does it all for these angels team you know unfortunately it still hasn't led to much success as a as a team you know this angels team uh sitting just above 500 you know with all that talent that they have you know on the on the team just you know not able to put it put it in the wins and losses column but uh otani's got just a sub 
sub 300 batting average. He's got 10 home runs. He's got 31 RBIs. Throw on top of that, he's got a three a 3.25 ERA. Won five, you know, five games. Um, so th- yeah, this guy's off to you know another great start and just you know showing his versatility again. I mean, I, I don't. I, he probably should deserve to win MVP every year just because of that versatility, oh, you know, that, that, you know, what he, all he is able to accomplish and do, you know, for that angels team. I think the only thing that really does hurt him when you come to the boat is, you know, the team doesn't have much success. They right. don't, it's not showing up in the wins and losses, um, you know, so definitely, you know, gotta, gotta get that, you know, straightened out. But again, what, what, what more can, what more can he do at this point? So uh, we'll, we'll see, obviously, like I said, a lot of, a lot of baseball to go, so a lot of a lot of you know things can change from from here until October. So we will definitely see what happens. But uh, who do you like then? You know, maybe for your you know World Series teams or you know team to to win it all, Matt. Well, I mean, look, looking at the standings right now, there's there's nobody really running away with this mm-hmm. thing. I mean, other than Tampa Bay, and right. I I think it's early fool's gold. Right, I, I right. think they're young, no star. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think it lasts all season. Right. So to me, in my way too early to tell, I, I'm going with. The, the old staple there in the L.A. Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've got a ton of talent. They're yeah. 28-16, good for the best record in the NL right now. Yeah. Uh, I I think because of the way they're built, they, they can continue that success all year long. Mm-hmm. They're, they're my way too early. I yeah. g- Give me a couple months. I'm not sure that's still my pick. Right, but, right. But, but right now, that's who I'm going with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I, 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 I think the Dodgers, obviously, towards the, towards the top in the standings, not only in their own division, but, you know, towards the top in the in the league. Um, you know, they are obviously Tampa Bay um sitting there sitting at the top of their you know their division but you know as, as well as the Tampa Bay Rays have played I mean the the Orioles are just right behind them only three and a half games behind them uh with a record of 28 and 16 which is you know maybe if we were talking surprise teams or disappointing teams or you know whatever Baltimore may be up there as you know surprising team because this right. is a, this is a franchise that has not been you know, towards the top or has not been competitive in their own division, let alone in baseball yeah. uh, the last, you know, several years. So it's, you know, good to, good to see them, you know, finally putting it together, um, you know, and <clears throat> another team that, you know, a little bit, a little bit surprising there. And that's the Arizona, Arizona Diamondbacks. Again, another team that hasn't really been, been competitive um, in, in baseball in general here the last, you know, several, several years, maybe even decade. Uh, but they're they're sitting at second, just you know, three games behind the Dodgers there in the NL West. Uh, but you know, for me, you know, I got get, got a team that that's been to the you know been to the World Series, won a World Series. The Atlanta Braves, you can never count them, you know, count them out. They're only you know like they're they're a half game behind the uh, you know the Dodgers uh, as far as kind of the best record in the uh, in the NL. So you know, I like I like the Braves' chances. You know, like you mentioned with with Ronald Acuna Jr. playing as well as as he is. Uh, this is it's a Braves team that you know can can do some damage and has you know some experience in the playoffs um, there. So we'll see see what happens. You know, like we've all all said, a lot, a lot of lot a lot of baseball still to still to go. Um, you know, with that with that long season, yeah, anything can change. I mean, and with some of these races being so tight, you you kind of lose two three games in a row, and you can see yourself going you're top you'll, to bottom. Right, right. So we'll we'll see. You know, see how it plays out there, but. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll you know keep keep talking more baseball here in the in the coming months and kind of lead you up then to you know the playoffs and all that. So a lot of baseball to be played. So you know tune tune in. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of exciting stuff going on in the MLB. Yes, so sir. all right, well we're gonna take a real quick uh, another real quick commercial break. Uh, stick with us. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. All right, and we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Going to continue some some horse racing. Um, we just you know just wrapped up the Kentucky Derby. Well, second leg of the Triple Crown is you know just around the corner. Going to be happening on on Saturday. Um, uh, the 148th running of the Preakness Preakness Stakes in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. 
Uh, weather's looking looking phenomenal here. Um, almost you know just shy of 80 degrees. Uh, pretty low chance of rain. So another you know another great week you know weekend for for horse racing. So you know Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on this on this race? Uh, you know the field. What what right. do you like here? Well, it's, it's nice to see that the Kentucky Derby winner Mage is back trying mm-hmm. to win that second leg of the yeah. Triple Crown. Uh, last year uh, the winner didn't make it into the second round, yeah. and there was no no hope for a Triple Crown. So right. At least kind the hope's lost. still alive. Right. It, it, it keeps some luster here mm-hmm. to, to, yep. to watch this thing and, yeah. and see what can happen. So uh, race here at Pimlico, uh, Preakness. And Mage is actually the early favorite right mm-hmm. now. He's going off at 8-5. to five. Right. Uh, He's followed by a horse named First Mission at 5-2. to two. And really the most talked about long shot right now, uh, Blazing Sevens. Mm. He's currently a 6-1 to one odds, but he's, he's well-rested. He chose not to get in the Derby. Mm-hmm. He, he was qualified for it. He actually raced really well in late races leading up. Mm-hmm. Cho- chose to sit out the Derby, though, and uh, and run this here at, at Pimlico for the Preakness. And uh, his his trainer actually trained the horse that won last year's Preakness. Okay. So right. uh, yep. lo- looking to get a back-to-back mm-hmm. for, the, for the trainer there. And, yeah. You know, just keeping keep an eye out there for Blazing Sevens. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, very very small uh, field in this one. Only eight horses in the in the field currently. So you know, I, I think it's pretty much it's wide open right. in the sense that you know, you know, we talked about in the Kentucky Derby with there being you know twenty or twenty plus horses. Anybody having kind of that inside track or you know inside post position somewhat gets you know the short stick or you know whatever. But here with only having eight horses, it's right. it's wide open. I mean, it, it, plenty of room. Yeah, plenty of room. The, the problem is, is, is with this track. So it's about a mile and three sixteenths. Um, so it's the shortest of any of the, of the three triple crown races. So that means you have to get off to a fast, you know, a fast start. You can't have, you know, a slow, you know, out of the gate type thing. You kind of got to get a good start out of the gate and be ready to go because there's not enough distance to, to, to get yourself or recover from, right. from a slow start. So definitely probably the horse that's, that's going to win is going to be that horse that, that gets out to a real, real good start um, in this one. Um, but interesting, you know, a little, little bit of stats here. The number six post is, is um, the position that's won the Preakness stakes the most out of any, any of the post positions, uh, you know, winning it 16 different, 16 different times. Um, and, and currently horse sitting in that position is perform at 15 to one odds. So, you know, if you got, you know, got a dark horse and you want to throw, you know, a little bit of money or whatever, it's a, you know, perform that's sitting there in the sixth spot that, you know, again, like I mentioned, the sixth spot has won, won the race the most times uh, since they have it. But at this point you can probably put some sure money that whoever wins this thing is going to be a Kentucky bred horse. Um, Out of the 148 runnings of the Preakness Stakes, 103 of the horses that have won mm. have been bred in Kentucky. Wow. And we got one, two, three, four, five, six, six of the eight in yeah, this year's race. Pretty good odds. Pretty good odds <laughs> that, that, that one of them is going to, you know, going to come out on top. And it's actually interesting of those six, you know, that are racing mage was the only one that raced in the Kentucky Derby. Mm. The other five horses did not, you know, didn't race in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. So we'll a lot, see a lot of fresh legs. Then right. Yeah. Mage, mage is definitely going to have, you know, going to have its hands full, you know, going into the, going into this one to try to, you know, keep that triple crown, you know, journey going, moving along here. So yeah, a lot of fresh horses, like I said, a very small field. So it, you know, kind of widens things up, makes it, you know, kind of an open, open field for, for anybody to take this thing home. But obviously, like you mentioned, Mage, you know, the favorite coming into it, uh, we'll see, see what, what happens. Obviously Mage kind of had a late, you know, kind of a late start in, in the Kentucky Derby kind of made a real late push. Well, you know, obviously going to have to change that stance with, with a shorter track and I have to get out to a, to a better start to, you know, really, really try to defend, uh, you know, keep, keep the triple crown, you know, uh, hopes alive. So we shall see again, you know, uh, happening on Saturday around, you know, 7 PM Eastern time over on NBC. Uh, we'll see, we'll see if mage can, can keep it going or if we're you know talking about a, a new horse and, you know, kill the, kill the vibe of the triple right. crown. So, yeah. All right, uh, then moving over to uh, NHL playoffs. We are into the final, you know, final four teams, uh, conference finals here in the in the East and the West. Um, we'll, we'll start. We'll start over in the East. Uh, just kind of re- quickly recapping some of the the second round. Um, you know, Hurricanes beat the beat the New Jersey Devils four to one in that in that series. Uh, you know, outside of Game Three, the Devils were were never really competitive yeah, in this one. I mean. Work. The Hurricanes, I mean, 
just smothered smothered the Devils on defense. Um, you know, won three out of the you know three out of the five games, only allowing one one goal. Um, so any any thoughts on that on that series, Matt? Or uh, pretty pretty well wraps it up that Hurricanes dominated from start to finish. Yeah, and I, I think we kind of thought we talked about that coming mm-hmm. into this thing. I, I think we kind of thought Carolina had mm-hmm. you know the the big edge there. Right, right. They they played they played like the number one seed. They did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Got in that next round. Yeah. Well, and then uh, the team they're going to be then, you know, the Hurricanes are going to be facing, uh, you know, a surprise team that just keeps that Cinderella, you know, Cinderella story going. Uh, made quick work of the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, four to one in their series. Um, you know, outside of game four where the Maple Leafs were, you know, fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, the Panthers, you know, came came out on top in this one. Um, in, in, in close games, I mean, game two, they won three to two. Game three, they won three to two in overtime. Right. Game five, they won. You know their their you know playoff clinching you know victory. They won three to two in overtime. overtime. So it it you know was some close battles. Um, but you know the, the the Panthers have just you know showed they ain't gonna back down from nobody. Uh, they obviously took out you know the Bruins in the first round, uh, and you know made quick work of this you know Maple Leafs team that you know thought that they had they they saw you know shining stars. Hey, we made right. it out of the first round finally. We got we got Stanley Cup you know implications here, but. Man, the Panthers never let never let them you know have a have a chance right. or a glimmer of hope in this one. Uh, any any thoughts on that series before we you know talk Hurricanes Panthers? Well, I mean, I'll talk that series and I'll, that'll be my lead into this okay. series. Right. So right. I mean, to me, it was the, the play of Sergei Bobrovsky mm. that that really won in that series. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, 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 both really he's he's limited some really good goal scoring teams mm-hmm. to low outputs, yeah. and he's done a great job. He's been standing on his head all playoffs long, mm-hmm. making, making tons of plays. Yeah, I mean, coming into this series then. The seasons, Florida scored 26 more goals in the regular season, but they also gave up 62 more goals oh, in wow. Carolina during mm-hmm. the regular season. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If, you, if you're looking at regular season stats, you're thinking, well, playoff time, goal, is- goaltender time, this right. is Carolina time. Right, right. But, you know, that that's not how Florida has mm-hmm. been playing in the playoffs because mm-hmm. right. Bobrovsky has been playing lights out. Yeah. Some of the best hockey he's probably played in, in, since Columbus, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just playing great. And, yeah. I think he's he's out to prove he he is an all time great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean he he's got the numbers to back that up. But Definitely he doesn't in the regular have the playoff season. Success. Yeah, yeah. So you know I I think just I think he's ready to finally flip that switch and I, I think he's going to get his team into the Stanley Cup. Yeah yeah absolutely. Uh, you know it's going to be going to be an exciting series. Uh, they get they get things kicked off there. We actually got him on on the TV back here. Uh, you know Carolina took the regular season series uh, two to two to one. Um, you know, only got to match up against each other three mm-hmm. three times, but uh, you know, obviously going to get at least four games in in this series and see see what happens. You know, they're they're getting things kicked off tonight uh, against each other, um, but going to be a lot of a lot of familiarity in this in this series. Um, we got brothers versus brother <laughs> in this series. Uh, that's right, Eric Stahl and Mark Stahl, who play for the Florida Panthers. Going to be taking on their brother Jordan Stahl, who who's the captain for the Hurricanes, mm-hmm. um, and so it is the first time that the three brothers have matched up or you know been in the same series against each other. The first time that's ever ever happened. Um, but it's also ironic because Eric actually used to play for the Hurricanes, played their 12, 12 seasons for the Hurricanes, mm-hmm. won a Stanley Cup with them, was the was the captain for seven seasons there as well. Um, but it even goes further than that. Um, the current Panthers head coach, uh, Paul Maurice, actually coached Carolina two different times for wow. a total of 11 seasons. And then the current head coach for the Hurricanes, uh, Rod Brindamore, actually played for Maurice <laughs> under, you know, under Maurice, you know, right. while, while he was with the Hurricanes, both both different times. So, like I said, a lot of familiarity between these, you know, between these two teams. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how things play out, but yeah, I think it comes down to, for me, the goalie play in this, in this one, if, if Bob Roski can continue to play like he has so far through the playoffs, man, this hurt. I like this, this series to be some tight, tight game. Cause right. the hurricanes are a tough team defensively already. So it's right. going to be tough for the Panthers to get, you know, to get goals. But then if Bob Roski continues to play, you know, at the, at the level that he's been playing, we're going to be seeing a lot of maybe one nothing games, right. zero to zero, you know, going into the third period. It's going yeah. to be real, real tight in this series. I could definitely see this one going, you know, going six or seven games, but I like the Panthers, man, that momentum that they have, man, this, this is a team 
that's playing on house money right, right. now. Never say die. Right. They 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 got all the momentum right now on on their side. I like the Panthers to continue, you know, continue that momentum and march right into the the Stanley Cup playoff, the Stanley Cup final at this point. So, then moving over to the to the Western Western Conference, um, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, took care of the Edmonton Oilers uh, four to two, four to two in their series. Uh, you know, we we talked about it a little bit. It was going to finally be whatever team finally their goalie decided to show up right. was going to be the difference. And in Game Five and Game Six, the Golden Knights, you know, got the Got some better goalie play out of out of their goalie. You know, Edmonton, you know, wasn't able to get as many goals or, you know, get get on the board or get that hot scoring like they had in, in, in games two and four. Um, Matt, any thoughts on on that series? Um, you know, I think obviously the Oilers kind of fell short of where they I think wanted to be. Right. Uh, but uh, you know But you know, I mean Vegas, they're, they're number one seed for team. a reason. Yeah. yeah, they're they're right where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They did what they needed to do. Right. It's this next series that I think is is gonna be worth talking about right. Where right. the Dallas Stars mm-hmm. against the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. Man, that Went Kraken the team just yeah. they don't give up. Right, right. Man, yeah. they're they're just pesky, mm-hmm. fought every inch. Right, and, right. And played up, played up a until great the series. Very end. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they had a shot to win this. Oh thing. yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously took the stars to, to seven games in this one and you know Somewhat the momentum going into game seven was on kind of the crack, even though they had to go on the road to Dallas to, to get it done. Definitely, you know, game six, they they went in convincing fashion six to three. You thought game seven, man, again, it's anybody's ball right. game. Um, and, and the Kraken, you know, coming off that great performance in game six, you were like, man, this Kraken team might really, might really get it, get yeah. it done. And, you know, what would how ironic would it be, you know, conference finals, we got the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken matching up against each other. You know, the two expansion teams, you know, two most recent expansion teams going against each other in the conference finals. That would have been, you know, yeah, a story story for the ages at that point. But, you know, unfortunately, Kraken came up just, you know, just a little bit short. Uh, Stars, you know, win game seven, two to one, uh, moving on. Then, uh, you know, kind of previewing then, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, taking taking on the Dallas Stars. Uh, ironically, Stars won all three matchups mm-hmm. in the regular season. Uh, their series is going to get kicked off to uh, tomorrow night. So, Matt, what's your thoughts on on this series? Who who do you who do you like in this one? Well, you know, like you said, the Stars won all three matchups, and the stats actually say the Stars are a better team. They scored 14 more goals in the regular season, gave up 10 less goals in the mm-hmm. regular season. Uh, both these teams throughout the playoffs are giving up about three goals on average per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. Dallas, I think the only downside for them right now is they had a harder way to get here. Mm, they, mm. The last series went to seven. Their right. first series went six games. Right, right. You know, I I, I think they've got some tired legs mm, going there mm. in Dallas. Yeah. I, I think that could be what hinders them from from taking out Las Vegas in this series. Yeah, I, I think again it comes down to, for me. It, it's goalie play again. Um, you know, in this in this series, you know. For the stars, I think that on paper they have the better goalie in in Jake Ottinger, but through the playoffs so far, he has been so up and down, inconsistent. Right. And when he's bad, he's Real bad. bad yeah. uh, but but when he's great, he's he's I mean he's phenomenal. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to to really tell where he's gonna be. Um, you know, coming into this, you know, coming into this series, I just think at this point in the season, you've got to know or got to have more consistent goalie play. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that that favors more more of the Golden Knights at this at this point. I think this one could be, you know, could be a longer, you know, a longer series, but I think I think the Golden Knights get it done and, you know, get get into the get into the Stanley Cup Stanley Cup final. I just yeah, I think that their their goalie play a little bit more consistent at this point in the season. Um, you know, I just yeah, I don't know where where Ottinger is going to be in this in this series. Um, but, you know, at, at yeah, I think the stars, you know, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if they also, you know, took it, took it. But right. I like the Golden Knights. I'm picking the Golden Knights to to win this one uh, matchup against the Panthers in the in the Stanley Cup. So, all right, well, moving over then to the round ball, talking a little bit of uh, NBA news uh, quickly before we uh, talk, you know, playoffs. Uh, the Phoenix Suns moving on from there, moving on from their head coach, uh, Monty Williams, uh, fired, uh, you know, last week, uh, let go after, after four seasons with the, with the team. Um, you know, this is a guy that won almost, um, you know, just shy of 200 games with the, with the franchise, um, you know, led the, led the Suns to a NBA finals appearance in 2021, you know, one NBA coach of the year in 2022, 
Um, you know, Matt, what, what do you think, you know, good move here? What, what, what's, you know, what's your thoughts? You know, I, I guess I'm kind of really indifferent about it. I mean, four season Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, he's career, career record overall, 367, 336. Cause he had a stint there with the Pelicans mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's kind of held to his career average of about 516 mm-hmm. the whole way, yeah. even in Phoenix. And he's got a whole lot of talent on mm-hmm. that team. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess I see the reasoning on, on wanting to move on, but it's, they're, they're paying a lot of money for the stars they've got on that mm-hmm. team. They're looking for championships, not slightly second over round, 500 yeah. record and second, second round, round exits. exits. Yeah. So, you know, I, I see what they're doing there. And, you know, maybe they'll hire the other guy who just got, got kicked, let kicked go. out. And, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I know we, we didn't have it on our list of topics, right. but Doc Rivers there in, in Philly just mm-hmm. let go after, after their series. Right. Like, think might be a great candidate mm-hmm. to take that job over though yeah yeah absolutely um you know and i think this this you know monty williams he'll find another find another job you know I, i've already heard his name thrown around as you know being in the a leading candidate or you know one of the candidates for the uh toronto raptors you know head coaching mm-hmm. vacancy so uh you know like you know they the suns join a long list of teams that are obviously looking for a new right. head coach uh you know toronto like i mentioned uh milwaukee uh, Detroit, uh, ironically, I didn't even know they didn't have a coach, but they still don't have a coach to this point. Um, and then, you know, the new, the new person, you know, new team added to that list is, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers, um, you know, and, and I, from what I'm saw from what I read is Detroit has kind of narrowed it down. You know, I know we're not talking about Detroit, but you know, they've kind of narrowed down their search to, uh, Kevin Ollie, who, you know, the former UConn head coach, um, uh, current Milwaukee, uh, associate head coach, Charles Lee. And then New Orleans Pelicans assistant coach uh, Jaron Collins is kind of their final three guys that they, uh, you know, like to take their, you know, their coaching vacancy. But, you know, outside of that, obviously Philadelphia's coaching vacancy is somewhat fresh. So they obviously haven't really started or, you know, have right. just kind of opened up the, you know, the position. Uh, the Bucks and the Raptors, though, it's it's pretty much wide open or has been wide open, really haven't kind of pinned down even, you know, some top, top guys that they really like there. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, I think – uh, Monty will, will find another, another job. Um, you know, this, this is a team, obviously, yeah, I think it finally was just kind of the, the icing on the cake was finally there. I mean, yeah, great in the regular season again, but just not living up to expectations mm-hmm. when it came playoff time. Um, this is a, a Suns team that made a humongous trade at the trade deadline to bring in Kevin Durant. Right. I mean, they traded away four first round picks, almost pretty much five first mm-hmm. round picks plus two, two, three, you know, two or three of their, you know, better kind of role players right. and, you know, brought Kevin Durant in and, you know, that wasn't to, to lose in the second round. Right. Um, so they, and they obviously their two superstars in Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are under contract for, for a while, but whoever they hire as their next head coach, it is going to be interesting to see because they are very cap not not cap friendly at this point with with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant you know taking on so much so much money at this point I'm it's sure going to be CP3 not for the right, contract either. right so it's going to be interesting to see how they you know work this deal work this you know this offseason to try to bring in cuz I think that was the difference of why they lost and we'll talk about it a little bit you know a little bit more why they lost that second round was the depth you know they had a great starting lineup but outside of those five starting guys the the depth and, you know, role players just right. wasn't there. So I'll tell you the, the guy who just signed in Houston to be their new head coach has mm-hmm. got to be kicking himself right, right now with right. these two big time openings, mm-hmm. just, just coming open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we shall see what the Suns decide to do, obviously looking for a new guy at the, at the head. So we'll, we'll see what they, what they do, you know, bring somebody in that can coach, you know, coach up those, you know, superstars that they got out there in Phoenix. Well then, uh, moving over to the NBA playoffs, our last topic for the for the night before we wrap it up. Um, Going to quickly recap kind of the second round before we get into the conference finals. Um, a series that was you know exciting probably up until Game Seven. Uh, the Boston Celtics you know took down the Philadelphia 76ers four to four to three. Um, you know, kind of a back and forth you know matchup in this in this series up until Game Seven where. The Celtics won in, in game, you know, game seven in convincing fashion. Uh, you know, Matt, any any thoughts on on that series, or you know, what, what, yeah, what do you think? Well, I mean, that series is really going to lead us right into the series mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. this Boston team, like you said, was so up and down. Mm-hmm. It, from night to night, you don't know what team's showing up. Right, I mean, they right. have all the talent in the world. Oh, they, yeah. they should be the best team left in these playoffs, really. <laughs> right, right. 
but they they don't always play like it. It's, it seems like when they when they decide they want to though, they turn it on and man, they can, they yeah. can blow out a, a really good team. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know, I'll be interested to see what what they do the rest of the way. Right, but right. It, you, uh, you're putting yourself in a tough spot doing that. Yeah, especially you know a team, uh, the Miami Heat that took down you know took down another you know another giant in the New York Knicks by you know a score of four to two in their series again. Uh, you know, took care of the Milwaukee Bucks like they were, you know, chopped liver. And, you know, even in this series against the Knicks, it's yeah, look pretty easy. Yeah, went, went six games, but, you know, pretty much handled them in, in convincing fashion as well. Um, you know, so these Celtics got to look out. I mean, they got a wake up call in game one. The, the, you know, the Heat already took game one, 123 to 116 in that one. And this, these two teams, you know, they tied two to two in the regular season. So, you know, this Heat team knows how to, how to play against these Celtics team, but, yeah, I, I think the key in this one, the, the Celtics, they are the best team in the NBA on paper. Right. They got the talent. It, it, it's just a matter of what team shows up. Yeah. When, you know, and, and it's not even what team shows up. It's what team is going to play for the full, you know, the full minutes. Right. Because it seems in in that first half against you know against the Heat, played played great, played phenomenal, mm. whatever. Second half, they came out and looked terrible. So it, it just is a matter of. Are they going to play consistent, you know, like we're used to seeing for that for that full four quarters Um, or, you know, but and I think, again, this is a heat team. You cannot like they they are, again, playing with house money. Yeah, they 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 got nothing to lose here and they're 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 playing hot. So they have all the momentum on their side. It's almost, you know, the Celtics. Yeah, are are the underdog coming into this one. Um, So they yeah definitely can't let the heat just, you know, continue to do what they, what they do because the heat have nothing, nothing to lose right. in this series. So definitely, uh, you know, got to get things, you know, righted by, by game two. I, I don't think you want to be down to nothing to heading, an underdog to team Miami. going back to Miami. Right. Definitely. I know, I know the Celtics typically play better when their backs are up against the wall. Mm-hmm. I just think being down two zero going back, you know, going back to Miami is just a real steep hill to right. try to climb out of. I just don't, you know, don't don't see that happen, or don't like the Celtics' chances if that if that happen happening. Um, but ultimately, I I think the Celtics get it done. I think the Heat are able to to win a couple of games in this one. I, I think the Celtics um, win win in six games, but you know, I like them to move on. Yeah, you th- you think the depth that Boston has, they ought to just be able to run the legs right mm-hmm. off of Miami. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, there's just with injuries, they're they're depleted. No Tyler Hero, mm-hmm. you know. The, the depth there. Jerry Butler's is, still somewhat bad. I mean, no, I know he's still playing great, but he's but dealing with an ankle. Yeah, yep. right. So, I mean, yeah, you, you run him off screens all night long. Right, right. And, you know, the, their bench isn't deep at mm-hmm. all. Right, You right. ought to be able to tire them out. And yeah. I, I think that's what Boston just needs to speed it up a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. let their guards just take over, do mm-hmm. what they need to do. Right. I think I think Boston will be fine, but game one better be a wake-up call for right, them. Because right. like you said, they get down 2-0 to a, a team like Miami. Right. It could, it could be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then uh, moving over to the Western Western Conference, um, Denver Nuggets still still in this thing. You know, like we mentioned, took out the Phoenix Suns in round two, uh, four to four to two. Um, again, I think probably the 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 overall series a little bit closer than what it really really was. Um, you know, I, I you know even when the Suns won, it was in some tight tight ball games. Uh, but you know, overall the Nuggets you know, handled business and took out, you know, took out the Suns, uh, you know, continued their dominant performance, you know, arguably, you know, the, they're the only one seed or, you know, the top team left in this thing and, and have, you know, on the Western conference side, I've really shown, you know, round one, they, they took care of business round two, they took care of business. So we, we shall see what, what happens in round, you know, round three or, you know, the conference finals taking on another, you know, somewhat surprising team that, was a play-in team at this point in the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, they won their second round matchup against the defending NBA champions. Uh, you know, won that series four to two as well. Um, in a series that again wasn't all that all that competitive. I mean, it it was the Lakers were pretty much in control the the entire series. Um, yeah, just you know, were able to take care of the Warriors, you know, in can somewhat convincing fashion. So that uh, then transitions us over. Again, the Nuggets taking on the Lakers in in the Western Conference Finals. Nuggets took care of business in Game One, uh, won one hundred and thirty two to one hundred and twenty six. You know, scoring fair. yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I think probably what the Lakers want to do is you know keep it somewhat of a high scoring game. You know, I, I don't think that's kind of the 
the method or, you know, the way that the Nuggets want to win, but, you know, good for the Nuggets that they were able to come out on top in a, in a high scoring fashion. Uh, Matt, what's your thoughts on this, on this series? Well, you know, looking at that game, you're thinking, well, Denver's got this thing there. They, right. they ran away with that game, but, yeah. and the Lakers really seemed to figure something out there mm-hmm. towards the end of that mm-hmm. game. Cause mm-hmm. they were way down oh, and yeah. made a run and oh, yeah. came storming back. They actually had a chance to tie it up mm-hmm. late with a, shot LeBron missed and mm-hmm. ended up losing there by six. But right. you know, the, the, like I said, the Lakers figured something out. Mm-hmm. So if, if they can keep that going, right. You, you know, I, I think they've, they've got the tools there. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of good players on right. that team. This isn't the team that had record to be oh, a seven yeah. seed. Oh, you know? yeah. This is, this is a team that has the potential to be a one or two seed. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, you know, they, they've got all the talent there. I actually look for the Lakers to rebound tonight okay. and, and get a W and right. tie this thing up one to one. I okay. think this thing could go all seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I like I like the Lakers' chances to move on to conference, you know, to the to the NBA finals. Uh, but I do think it's going going the distance in mm-hmm. this one. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see that that Nikola Jokic versus Anthony Davis, you know, matchup, the two big men. Probably up until this point. Both of those guys, this is probably their first real true test against, you know, another big man that's right. kind of the same caliber. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis didn't didn't really have much, you know, in the way in the first two series. Uh, same thing with Nikola Jokic. So them going against each other against, you know, probably same, you know, kind of talent level. Right. Going to be interesting to see who gets better of the, you know, get, gets the better of that matchup. Um, you know, obviously – Anthony Davis, kind of more of a of a scorer, more athletic kind of guy, but Jokic is just kind of a, a do it all for for the Nuggets. Right. You know, Nuggets team scores, rebounds, you know, passes the ball, you know, spreads the ball around. So gonna be gonna be very very interesting. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. The Lakers did were able to find something out kind of late in that game. Um, I think it kind of just got away from them too early on. Right. Uh, but it came out real flat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. This is not the same Lakers team. I mean, they started out the regular season, what, two and 10 or two and 12. Um, and we were talking, man, this team is in real trouble. Right. There's no way this team makes the playoffs. <laughs> Here we are, you know, they make it the play in team and, you know, they, they make it all the way to the conference finals and, I still think have a have a real good shot at you know continuing their journey here. Can, can you imagine if this thing ends up two playing teams, right, making the championship, yeah, right? Uh, and I, I, think, I don't know what that says, right? I think that you know speaks volumes. And I mean, Eric Spolstra, the coach for the Miami Heat, made some comments here recently that he's like, I think the play-in tournament was the best decision that the NBA has made in the last decade. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's playing, it's paying dividends. Yeah. And we've talked about it that this thing, yeah, has been great. I think for the NBA, it makes the last you know month or two months of the season still worth something right. there there are teams that are still competing the last you know month or two where you know prior to it was like eh, last month or two of the season didn't even really mean anything right. it, it was more for the teams that were trying to somewhat get Jump you know kind of playoff position, playoff yeah. position or whatever but outside of that it was like your eight teams were almost solidified at that right. point like so I, I, this has definitely been great for the nba but yeah it would be even better you know, I think even more say, man, this thing really is working or we right. really do like this play in if we get two play in teams playing, playing each other for, for the NBA finals. So we shall see what what happens. But, you know, a lot of a lot of exciting basketball, you know, a lot of exciting sports going on here over the next the next coming weeks. So that is as uh, it for tonight. That's all we got. Um, thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts, Colton Cow, Matt Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And if you want to hear us talk about other topics, you know, um, for future episodes or, you know, you just got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to reach out to us on our different social medias. Um, We have an Instagram where you can find us at fired up underscore podcast, or you can find us over on Facebook if you search for fired up comma sports podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at fired up one dot podbean dot com where you can find all of our past episodes and, you know, just a little bit of information about the show. Um, and you can find this episode and all of our past episodes on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of. Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. So anywhere where you can listen to a podcast, you can find our show. So appreciate y'all listening. And as always, stay, stay fired, fired up. up.